Welcome to The Crypt, where we talk all things horror. If you love horror, this is the podcast for you. So sit back, relax, and oh yes, don't forget to check under the bed. Welcome to The Crypt. Welcome to the Horror Crypt Podcast, a podcast that is dedicated solely to horror movies. I'm your host, Paul. It's great to have you along again for another episode. Um, Once again, as I've said to you before, I'm the only person doing this podcast. So yes, I'm going to be talking a lot today. So at the end of the podcast, I'm going to be giving a rating of this movie between zero to five buckets of blood. Zero being, how do I get the last two hours of my life back? To five being, it's a perfect movie, and as soon as the movie is over, I would love to see it again. Before we get started, I just want to get, let you know how to get in contact with me. You can find me on social media, as most people. Instagram at HorrorCryptOz, Facebook at HorrorCryptOz. You can also send me a direct message at HorrorCryptOz at gmail.com. I am also hoping to eventually get to a situation where I've got a website up, so I might even be able to put in a couple of movies that we might be seeing, and that way you can vote on it and see where we go from there. So today's movie, there's not a whole lot of information as far as the financial benefits of this movie, as far as how much it was, how much they made it for and things like that. But this movie is the 19, well, sorry, the 2015 movie called The Bite. This one is very, very hard to find. I actually only found it simply because I was looking on YouTube one day for upcoming horror movies and found that this movie really suited me as far as a movie goes. It is gory, it's bloody, it is just fucking disgusting as far as I'm concerned. I can't find out exactly what um, as far as the the gore factor goes. I can't work out what they used for this, the what the eggs look like. I mean, I know what the eggs look like, but I can't tell you what it is that they were made of. They're very, very gelatinous and... Uh, they just look disgusting. But the entire movie is it's rather vile. Um, it's I I didn't didn't mind it all that much. But as I said, trying to find where this movie uh, originated from, that was okay. I I don't think it got a big run in the cinemas. It did definitely go to DVD. I actually found it on um, as I said. I looked on YouTube, found it there. Went into my local store and said to them basically, "Would you happen to have a movie called The Bite?" And through some quick looking, yep, there it was. And it was the movie. I was pretty impressed about the fact that I was able to find it. But before we actually get started in this movie, I thought I'd give you a bit of a uh, an idea of what the movie sounds like by just playing the official trailer. So at the end of the trailer, I'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about it. Scaring me. What happened? She's a monster. Of course. 
So the movie, The Bite, was made in 2015, I think I said, which was a rather interesting time to be around. It was only actually played at the uh, Fantasia Film Festival in uh, July the 29th, 2015. It, um, it basically is written and directed by Chad Archibald, and it was produced by Black Dawn Films. The plot is about a young woman who is bitten and by a waterborne insect while in Costa Rica and suffers horrifying consequences. Horrifying is uh, an understatement when it comes to uh, exactly what it is that she went through. So Casey celebrates her, celebrates her bachelorette party with her friend Kristen and Jill in Costa Rica. So like most found footage movies, and this one being a found footage movie, it starts where you see her on board the plane and arriving at Costa Rica and going through the, oh, this is our place where we're going to be staying and, you know, just doing the old, um, as if you were recording your best, friend you know getting off a, a, a plane and arriving at a at a destination there is a slight little uh less than a second little clip of a spider almost leading us to believe that this is a problem that we're going to be in you know in having but um obviously we find as the movie goes on that that's not it at all it's definitely not a spider that bites her but we get to the to the um the place where we're going to be staying and we start going through the whole, you know, celebration with the drinks and, you know, music and dancing and stuff like that. And it's it's just an interesting little lead up to it. As I said, there's not a whole lot to this movie as far as, <clears throat> you know, storyline goes. It's basically very, very rudimentary. Um, it's basically just, you know, a woman that gets bitten by something and goes through an incredible transformation. And, and it's gross by all stress of the imagination. Another one that I, you know, I love, I love the gore and the the horror and the disgust about this movie, but sometimes, yeah, even I sit there and go, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, so Casey gets bitten by an insect and at one point during the trip, but is too preoccupied to take notes. So what happens is that they, uh, they get in some information from one of the locals and he says, listen, there's a really great spot that you can go swimming because at that stage they'd been swimming in at the beach and having a great time, but they really wanted to see something a bit off the beaten track that, you know, people, you know, tourists aren't going to see. And it's really just comes down to if you're a local, you'll, you'll know it. So she goes, well, okay, well, you know, where, where is it? He writes down um, or puts like a little map, draws a little map about what's where to find these things and goes into like a, a it's almost like a, it's a beach that follows into like a cave, you know, situation. And so they're in there and they're saying the water's beautiful and warm and this and that. And then suddenly Casey goes, oh, you know, something bit me. And of course her friend goes, you know, and you heard on the, the trailer, you know, is it okay? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm fine. It's just a little bite. And so it's like, okay. And of course one of her friends decides to play a bit of a bit of a trick and saying, oh my goodness, I, I felt something as well. And then, then pretends to get sucked underneath the water and comes up the other side, and they're all like, you fucking bitch, you know, how could you, you know, make us terrified that, you know, something happened to you, and she's like, oh, I'm just fucking playing, and it's like, okay, so, anyway, so Casey doesn't really think much of it, it's just a little bug bite, and people say that when you go away, you know, on, on vacations and things like that, a lot of the time you'll end up by getting bitten by something, and thank God I haven't been away a lot, because I really don't want to, my mum once went to um, Bali, and had the dreaded barley belly when she when she was over there. But while she was over there, she got some sort of rash on her leg, and whether it was the water or something bit her or whatever, 
Um, but really, she was quite affected by by you know what had happened. But you know, once again, it's the age old thing: you go away, you know, and enjoy yourself, and you're going to get bitten by something. So this is what happens to Casey. She is, you know, has been bitten, but she's way too preoccupied. She's trying to. She's going through a bachelorette party, and at, the, at this stage, you know, she's got uh, some ideas of that. She's not really sure whether this is the guy that she really wants to marry. Um, she's got a lot of uh, a lot of second thoughts, a lot of second guessing of herself, but ultimately, you know, she's not really sure what's going on. And as we go through the movie, we find that Casey's had a bit of uh, a moral lapse, as they say, while she was there. She uh, hooked up with a guy who happened to take her away to a bit of a the, a bungalow, his bungalow, I guess, and uh, had the as they say, the dance with no pants. <laughs> but um, in saying that, uh, one of her friends happens to have been following her with a video camera and videotaped the whole thing and didn't stop her because, as we go along, we'll find out that this girl is rather smitten by her boyfriend, uh, which is Casey's fiance, I should say, and wants her wants him for herself. So decides, I might as well videotape what you're going to do because then I can use it for maybe down the track uh, some blackmail and maybe I can get him. So, you know, who knows? She is second-guessing her impending wedding to her fiancé, Jared, and exasperated when Jared's mother, who happens to be Casey's landlord, Casey's landlord, or Jared's mother, she is a fucking bitch. I mean, she is an absolute bitch. She doesn't really like Casey at all. She is only really pretending uh, to be interested in Casey being around just for her son. But in in all honesty, if given a, a chance, she would have her as far away from Jared as humanly possible. So yeah, this woman really hates and loathes um, Casey and makes it very clear as we go along and in subsequent scenes of the movie that uh, basically just stay the fuck away from my son. She even calls her uh, a whore or a trailer trash and you know, really all the really bad things that you certainly don't want your up and coming mother-in-law to be saying to you. And it's like, okay, so you can almost imagine what their their marriage is going to be like because it's like... uh, already going downhill so any further and it's just going to be in the in the uh, in the gutter and also it just seems that jared is very much a mummy's boy um won't speak back to his mother you know like casey says to him at one stage you know why don't you stay the night here and she's like he's like oh you know what my mother's like if, I don't, if i'm not in at a certain time it's almost like well hang on a minute is is she going to allow us to get married or if we have children if we want to have children is she going to allow us to fuck each other before we have kids or, you know, to, to fuck each other so we can have kids, you know, she's that controlling. It's almost like she's she's very, very overpowering as far as Jared goes, and he is very happy to let her do that. And I think at some stage, even Jared has an idea that maybe being married to Casey is not really what he wants, but I guess with the way it is, it's like a week out from the, from the wedding, and he's like, oh, well, I might as well keep going with her because... At this stage, cancelling, because at one stage, Casey's um, mother-in-law says, well, have you picked the flowers? Have you picked the dress? Have you done the the catering? And she's like, well, no, I haven't done that yet. And she's like, well, you realise it's a week out. Like, we've got a week until this marriage, so you can't just sit there and wait for it to be done for you. You've got to get it done. And and this is why I think Casey had already had a great deal of uh, of, um, apprehension to marry Jared. So really, it comes across as, yeah, if I can get out of this, I'm really going to try. And I think that's another reason, deep down, that she actually went off with this guy. Not 
because she was hoping to get caught. But I think that when, when it all happened, she was relieved that she basically got caught. But thanks to her friend, that's how she did. She didn't really get caught that way. Things were already happening to Casey. Um, this friend just basically um, compounded it and made sure that Jared knew that, yeah, his girlfriend had been fucking around in him. So after returning home, her body mutates gradually. Her senses get worse. She is no longer able to feed herself and she's plagued by nightmares. When they say she's not able to feed herself, uh, yeah, that is an understatement. She um, starts to get really sick. She, she, Casey starts, you know, getting like she hasn't seen sunlight in six months and she cannot eat solid food. Like she'll have a cup of coffee, she'll throw it up. She has a piece of toast or a small bit of toast she'll throw up she just she, her senses are so heightened i remember a scene where jared and uh, her are having dinner and her senses are getting so in tune that even he can like when she when he's eating she can hear the uh the way that he's crunching his food the way that he's drinking the scraping of the knives and forks you can almost see that it's turning her stomach and at one stage it does it turns her stomach to the point where she runs into the bathroom and throws up. Now, most people would just regurgitate their food, whatever that they ate. She regurgitates this gelatinous liquid. Um, and when she looks closely at, at the, the liquid coming out of her, it's little, small little beads um, or jelly balls, as I call them. I'm guessing that's the start of, of what she's going to be ex expelling out of her body as the movie goes on. But she comes out and, you know, Jared's like, you know, you really don't look well. And, and he, she's like, well, I think I maybe have caught something while I was over on my, you know, my trip. But I, I really need to go to bed. And she, and he's like, look, you, you need to go to bed. We'll get you rested and, you know, just go. But she, she just cannot eat anything. And she goes through, you know, this whole thing of laying in bed. And she gets up in the morning and one of her friends comes over and she says, listen, have you been, have you felt sick, you know, since you've come back? And, and the other girl's like, well, yeah, I felt a little sick, but I think it may be just a bit of the flu or maybe just, you know, getting, you know, sick while I was over there. But it's all gone now. Why? What's wrong with you? And she said, I just, I can't keep anything down. I can't really drink anything. I can't eat anything. And, you know, I've got this little bit of a tummy developing and, course her friend looks at her and goes you couldn't be pregnant could you and she's like no it's it's impossible i can't be pregnant you know she actually tried to get you know jiggy with um poor old jared and this poor guy's had nothing but bad luck when it comes to fucking women he was um getting you know he was saying to, to casey look you know we should really wait for the wedding night so we're just going to hold off and she was because she's mutating in such a quick fashion, she's becoming very aggressive. And I think that was part of the bug that she was bitten. It was a very aggressive bug. And she, it's starting to bring out that animalistic urge in her. So she uh, basically attacks him, throws him on the bed and starts pulling his pants off. And she's trying to, she's disrobing herself. And of course you don't see it, but it's, it's implied that they're having sex. And as they're going along, I think her stomach or something starts to happen within her and she just vomits all over Jared. And it's like, this is the beginning of her feeling like she's sick. And so obviously she can't have sex with Jared. And she does say to her friend, well, no, I can't, I can't get pregnant. I'm not pregnant. It's not possible, you know, and I really haven't had sex with him. He didn't ejaculate in me. He didn't come in with so I How am I supposed to be pregnant? And of course her friend's like, oh, I don't know. You know, you're not being able to hold anything down. You can't, you're not really eating. You're not really drinking. You're feeling off color. This could be a symptom that you might be pregnant. She's like, no, yeah, well, I don't think so. But 
she's also plagued by these really bad nightmares like she's just hearing things and seeing things and you know at one stage she goes into the bath because she figures listen i'm just you know I, I can't sleep i'm gonna go and have a bath so she's laying in in the bath and you know you get uh, taken through a tour through her her apartment and her apartment's starting to look rather disheveled and really not looking all that that flash and you the camera cuts back to her submerged fully submerged in the bath asleep and it startles her awake to, to i mean anyone that would be laying like that with you know fully submerged you would think was had drowned because that's all you could come up with but she startles herself and basically wakes up in the bath and wait you know and basically comes up over the water or out of the water so it shows you that this creature whatever it is um is able to live underwater and that's where casey was bitten she was bitten while she was in water so now casey's almost having the power of being able to the only way that she can sleep is submerged you know fully submerged into the bath because she goes into her bedroom and she pulls uh, over the covers to find these red gelatinous balls just everywhere they're just covering it's almost like she's uh, you know i don't know it, it's it's just it's just like blood balls everywhere in her bed but they're they're they're, just, they're scattered throughout her bed they're dripping onto the floor and she's just woken up up in the bath and she can't get back into bed because basically her body is saying yeah where you used to sleep is not where you sleep now you now sleep underwater and that then absolutely terrifies Casey because it's like, well, I can't be sleeping in a bath and I've just woken up in a bath. What the fuck? But, you know, as we go along, we'll find out why this happens. So when she wakes up one day, there are insect eggs in her apartment. They are fucking everywhere. They're, it's almost like she's had like, you know, a moment of being like an out of body experience. She's just walking through her apartment. They're dripping off of the light shades. They're, you know, they're clustered on a seat that she was sitting in. They're even scattered throughout her kitchen. They're absolutely everywhere. They're they're basically taken over her apartment, and like anyone would sit there and go, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't understand where all these blood balls are coming from, because I didn't put them there, but for some reason they're there. So this next scene is really disturbing. So what happens is that Casey is she's really starting to transform. She's got a um a bug bite that's on her leg but it's becoming uh very pustule so what happened was when jared and her were getting jiggy with it he's running his hands down her body and down towards her right thigh and where the where the um the bite had happened it had become pustule so he put his hand basically through a whole lot of pus and goop and you know a whole lot of shit and that's what basically other than her throwing up gets her to run off run off and go in the bathroom and he's like well you know, she's like, it's okay, I'll be out in a minute, it's just a little bug bite, and he goes, well, it looks infected, you know, as if, you know, go and get some fucking treatments of it, so her face is really deteriorating, I mean, you know, she's breaking out in sores, you know, on her face, and on the sides of her face, and she's just looking horrendous, you know, anyone that would look at her would sit there and say, okay, you need to be in the doctors, like, big time, because you're just looking, you know, there is something really, really wrong, but Jared's mother comes to Casey's apartment to angrily, angrily challenge her about her plans to marry her son. Now, this is why I wanted to kick the fuck out of this woman, because she continuously banged on the door. Now, Casey is trying, Casey's got this very high sensory um, sound. So the smallest little thing, as I said, when Jared was eating dinner, 
she could hear him crunching his food when he scraped his knife. It almost like was like nails across a chalkboard. So there's this bitch standing at the front of Casey's apartment, banging the fuck out of her door. And being the landlord, she's got, you know, keys to her apartment. So at this moment, I thought, you know, because she lets herself into Casey's apartment. I thought, fucking hell, you know, you can't just walk into the girl's apartment, you know, fuck off. But anyway, this this bitch lets her into the lets herself into the apartment, and looks around the the apartment. The apartment's falling apart at this stage. There is just there's just eggs everywhere. These little gelatinous balls, and and the the there's shit on the shade, and there's food that's just decaying, and and the the place is just horrid. Anyone that would walk in there and go, yeah, there's something normal about this apartment. Has never been into an apartment. It was just it was just vile. It was almost like going into a uh, it was like a lair, and I think that's what they were classing it as. It was like a, an, in, an insect lair. So you see Casey, and she's trying to, to hide one side of her face, because one side of her face is basically turning into this creature. You know, she's she actually rubbed it, rubbed the side of her face, and this is where it's, it's also um, pulling up, and her, her skin's breaking apart. So she's just holding one side of this wall, and Casey's mother slight walks towards her and goes, you know, what the fuck's going on? You know, you fucking bitch, you whore. And, you know, she, as, as she walks in, Casey had done a pregnancy test. So she sees the test results of the pregnancy test that's still on, on, on top of the box and says to Casey, you know, you're a fucking whore. And, you know, who's, who's, you know, the, what's, who's the, uh, the, this, you know, this bastard that you're, you're having, you know, it's not my son's bastard, you know, you you and your bastard child will never get a thing out of our family, and, you know, who the fuck do you think you are, and you, you're going to call this wedding off, I don't want you anywhere near Jared, you, you're this and you're that, and all the time, you know, Casey's saying, you know, please leave, like, get the fuck out of this apartment, and she's like, I'm, I'm the landlord, I'm, I'm allowed to come in this apartment, and people are complaining about this apartment stinking, there's a stench, it's, it's horrible, you know, what, you're a disgusting whore, and she's like, just leave, like, get the fuck out of here, and it's almost like she's warning her, keep it up, please, keep it up, and I'm going to kick your fucking monkey ass, and so eventually, she walks over to Casey, and and confronts her, and she looks at Casey, and she can see that there's something wrong, and of course, the mother, being stupid, grabs a hold of Casey, and goes to, you know, strangle her, or threaten her even more, and Casey regurgitates acid onto this woman's face, and this woman's face just disintegrates, and obviously puts her immediately into cardiac arrest, and kills his, uh, kills uh, Jared's mum. So you know, Casey kills her by spitting acid, and that's it. Drags her to a bathroom, <laughs> drags her to the bathroom, and submerges her into the bath. Uh, so there goes your place to sleep, Casey. So we don't get to see Casey sleep anymore. She's constantly up. She's her body's falling apart. Her face is falling apart. She's becoming just she just looks dem, a demonic uh, insect, if that's all possible. If you know, if you've ever seen um, Jeff Goldblum's uh, portrayal of the Fly in the remake, this one were I mean he was ghastly, but this one was actually pretty much on par of how how bad that she was looking. But she really looks you know, whoa, <laughs> she looks horrible, but anyway, uh, her friend, um, Christian, uh, Kristen is very worried ab- about Casey, because she hasn't been around in, in about a week, and she says to her other friends, you know, well, you know, Casey's MIA, where the hell has she been for the last week, 
And they're like, well, I don't know. I, we, I haven't seen her. So she's like, well, I'm going to go over to Casey's apartment. <laughs> Bad mistake. We all know what's going on in Casey's apartment. Please don't go there. Don't, don't go anywhere near Casey. So anyway, you know, Kristen goes there. But, you know, see what Casey's going on, uh, you know, happening. And wanders through the apartment. And the apartment is, as I said, falling apart. So anyone that would sit there and go, Casey, what's going on? Because she sees Casey in the corner and goes, you know, Casey, you're scaring me. What's going on? You know, look at this place. And Casey's like, please, please save me. You know, please help me. And I don't know whether that's the insect side or the human side trying to, you know, lure her into the into the lair. But says, you know, please help me. And she goes, well, I will. And she, she goes to go to the bathroom. And... She goes into the bathroom and closes the door. And, of course, Casey is banging on the door to let her in because she knows what's in the bathtub. And, of course, Casey's friend, uh, Kristen, finds or sees that this woman is being turned into like a giant cocoon in this water. But Casey's been feeding off of this woman's body. Goes to make a phone call and drops her cell phone straight into the water. And I'm like, okay, at this stage, just leave the fucking phone alone. You know, don't bother about calling 911. Your phone's dead. <laughs> and not any more than you're about to be. There's no exit for this 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 girl. And Casey's banging and screaming at the top of her lungs on the door. So she's becoming incredibly violent towards her friend. And this, the girl decides, nope, I'm going to save my phone. I guess all the selfie pictures that I've, act- I've got to actually <laughs> post up onto Facebook or to Instagram. So she puts her hand into this... All I'm saying is this sludge of this woman that's decaying in in the bath and manages to find the phone. And I was actually surprised you were actually being able to find it because it would have slipped way under the body. So she would have actually had to put most of her arm, you know, above her elbow into the water to try and find where her phone is. And if anyone's ever dropped anything in the, into a bath, it doesn't stay in one spot. It can actually float around and a phone could float from either side. So this girl... Kristen, she finds the phone, takes it out. I don't know whether she was thinking that she was going to dial 911, but that didn't happen because at that moment, Casey breaks into the uh, into the, the room and this girl, Kristen, was just about to scream because she's terrified of what Casey's going to do to her. Casey puts her hand over this girl's mouth and it her she starts vomiting this blue liquid and it's almost like it's a neurotoxin that's coming from Casey's hands that basically um seals over her mouth it's it's almost like it covers her mouth so she can't breathe anymore she can't get any more breath and so it's either a a venomous um neurotoxin that's over her mouth that's killing her um because you know she could still breathe through her nose but she can't open her mouth anymore because in a sense casey sealed her mouth with this blue liquid um and of course casey looks at uh, looks at the palm of her hand and sees all these little um, circular dots. So I'm guessing that Casey's able to expel venom out of her hand and has now killed her friend. Because Kristen had fi- found the body, but of course now Casey then goes and kills Kristen. So Casey's friend Jill, this is the one that I was saying uh, in uh, earlier on that had filmed uh, Casey going off with this guy. Jill's the one that's actually in love with Jared. and she And when she was in Costa Rica... When Casey comes back to the apartment that they were all sharing, she said, I don't know what happened. I found myself, I woke up on the beach, um, all my stuff's gone, my wallet's gone, and of course Casey was wearing a really nice engagement ring. 
And when she did come back, Jared said, oh, you know, your engagement ring. Now, when we first, you know, see her not wearing an engagement ring, we know that Casey's got second thoughts about this marriage to Jared. So we're thinking, oh, okay, so she's just taken it off or, you know, she's forgotten. And Casey says to him, oh, no, 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 I was, I was just cleaning it. You know, everything's fine. You know, it's just cleaning. And I, you know, and he goes, well, it's very expensive white gold, you know, diamond white gold. So you really can't, you know, there's only certain things that can clean it. And she goes, oh, no, 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 I'll, I'll definitely put it back on. You know, once it's clean, I'll put it back on. Well, what we find is that while, when Casey was over in um, Costa Rica, and of course, Jill was following her, when Casey happened to pass out, Jill moved her from the bungalow after everything was said and done to the beach, um, stole her wallet, and also stole her engagement ring. Not to sell it, but just to make her believe that while she was with this guy, this guy robbed her. So perfect you know you can't produce it when 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 uh, jared says where's your engagement ring you can't produce the engagement ring that's done it's it's there's no chance so okay jared is now none the wiser about what's going on with the engagement ring but jill is the one that's actually you know in love with him so letting casey believe that she had a one night stand in fact casey was forced into sex while drunk against her will and jill recorded the act now i don't know whether jill was recording the act as an insurance policy where she could say to to jared listen you know behind casey's back this is what happened she went off and she had sex because at one stage jill um texts uh texts um jared and says you know can you meet me in the parking lot and uh they go there and she's already got all the the film up ready to, to go and shows jared and jared says to her well did they have sex and she goes um yeah they did that was the best way for, for Jill to get him and for Jared to, to, you know, lose or to get rid of Casey because Jill's very upper class. She's got a lot of style. She dresses beautifully. You know, she's immaculate. She's probably the, the best uh, version of what Casey's mother would love Jared to have, you know. So, uh, you know, they've got Casey that's very much, you know, free free living and enjoying life and, you know, doesn't dress the, the best, you know, just dresses normally like a regular girl does, but doesn't go overboard. She, you know, you love her for the way she looks, not for the way that she can look. And I think with Jill, Jill's the kind of girl that, you know, if you want me to, to wear high heels to bed, I'll wear it to bed. If you want me to dress a certain way, I'll dress a certain way. If you want me to be in society, I can pass myself off as being in society. So I think in this regard, this is the perfect mate for Jared. And the mother would absolutely love her. So she's got this, you know, this insurance policy. You know, if you don't call off the wedding, which she already knows that Casey's got some reservations about the wedding. Well, that's okay. I'll go to Jared and I'll, I'll show him what you did. You fucked another guy and she will he'll let go of you. And I can be the one, the shoulder to cry on, and I'll end up by winning him over. Okay, that's fine. But anyway, Jill, show, Jill shows um, Jared the pictures of Casey kissing another man and and seduces Jared into sex with her in the car. Oh, my God. This is why I said, poor old Jared, he has got no... Uh, he's got... He's got the worst luck as far as girls go because they're in in the parking lot because they own the building. So, you know, Jill messages him and says, listen, can you meet me in the parking lot of your building? And, of course, shows her the video, or shows him the video of, you know, Casey getting jiggy with this guy. Because uh, Casey's got a very high sense of sound and everything, she can hear Jared and this girl talking in the parking lot and also starts to hear them kissing and starts to hear them having sex. And... 
Casey lets out this blood-curdling scream at the top of her lungs, which obviously the sound wave travels down to where they are and prompts Jill to vomit all over Jared. So now he's been vomited over twice by girls. He, he's never going to have sex with a girl again. If he does, it would be a fucking miracle because the two times that he's tried to have sex, Casey's vomited over him and now Jill's done the exact same thing. Really, really nice girl. She basically, you know, he 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 falls out of the car. He vomits. Um, she closes the the door. She's but he's basically standing out there, butt naked. She closes the door. <laughs> She's not even dressed at this stage and starts the car and drives away. So it's like Jared's sitting there going, "For fuck's sake!" So I just was trying to fuck this chick, and now I've been left, you know, without my pants on. It's freezing cold. I've got no top on. I've been vomited over. Uh, brilliant. What a great end of the night. So really, if any other girl comes to Jared and says. Do you want to fuck? He'd probably sit there and go, no, I'll start a book club with you. I don't really want to do that. So as I said, Casey overhears the two of them. And due to her mutating hearing or sense of hearing, um, screams and allow, and of course, that's what happens. You know, poor old Jill vomits all over all over him. So then Jill decides, um, you know, as as they go along that, I haven't seen or heard from, you know, Kristen, so I the, I know the last place that you that she was going was to, to Casey's house. So she d- decides that I'm going to go and see what is going on. I haven't seen Casey in two weeks, and no one's actually seeing her, because at one stage, Jared, who only lives two doors away from her, says, you know, um, Casey, are you okay? And she screams from, you know, from her apartment, you leave me alone. You know, I'm I'm fine, but just don't come in, just leave me where I am. So he, he's just not, he's just none the wise, he just doesn't know what's going on, because the wedding's supposed to be in a week's time, and this is all happening over the space of a week, and we haven't, I haven't seen my fiance. I don't know where mum is, she's disappeared, you know, I don't know what's going on with the wedding, we haven't organised anything, what the fuck's going on? But anyway, so Jill decides in her wisdom too that she wants to go and enter Casey's apartment, which, as we all know, is a bad idea. You've just tried to fuck your best friend's uh, fiance and now you want to go and see if she's okay so Jill enters Casey's apartment and is overpowered by Casey and is tied to a chair so when this scene happened I thought okay well this is a perfect opportunity for Casey to tear her a new one because she basically immobilizes um her she's we, we didn't see it to begin with but Casey's um growing a tail and basically pierces the side of um, Jill and basically putting her into, you know, sleep and then drags her to a chair and ties her up. Now, doesn't, you know, doesn't tie her up with rope or anything. Um, Casey is, at this moment, either through vaginal or through anal or just through her own, you know, um, saliva, she's expelling all these uh, insects. She's basically the mummy insect leader so all her babies she's expelling through her body so she's either vomiting them up or expelling them through vaginal or through anal so she's also in in any insect you know in any insect community uh they'll build a hive and this is what casey's building she's building a hive she's she's creating a safe environment for her offspring so she's got this um almost uh almost like taffy that she's being able to throw up that actually builds her, her nest. She's actually vomited this all over um, Jill to encase her in a in like a, a taffy 
it almost looks like rope, but it's not rope, but it's actually in the same consistency as what rope would look like. So she says to, when she wakes up, a heavily mutated Casey forces her to watch the video of her rape. Because she didn't, you know, she wasn't, it wasn't a romantic thing that happened to her in Costa Rica. She was sexually assaulted when she was drunk. And, of course, Jill followed her and videotaped it. Bad idea when you come to Casey, when you see what Casey's become now. So you just know that you're pretty well fucked. But anyway, she then says to um, Casey, uh, she sends to, to Jill, call him. And she's like, I really don't want to call um, Jared. And she's like, and she screams at her, call him, scream to him. And he's only two doors down. So she screams at the top of her lungs for Jared to come basically to save her. In actual fact, Casey's setting a trap for Jared because she knows that they've been fucking and she's going to basically deal with the situation. So she screams at uh, for Jared to come and save her. She forces Jill to call for Jared, who then enters the apartment. Casey kills Jill, causing a fight between Jared and her. So the reason, the way that she actually gets rid of her is that, you know, Jared walks into the into the room or into the, the apartment, and you can see that there is something really wrong with this situation. There is, you know, this cocoon stuff on the walls. You know, there is blood and guts everywhere. He hasn't seen his mother yet, and he actually never does see his mother that she's, you know, decomposing in, in Casey's bath, but you can see that there is um, these eggs all over the, the house. The, the the house is just dripping with just, you know, gelatinous goo everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's something. You know, she hasn't cleaned. It's just vile. But it's what a a hive would look like if, if you could go in and see a hive of this creature. So... When the fight happens, as we said, we as I said, we saw that um, Casey's got a tail. She slashes um, Jill's throat, and she just vomits blood everywhere, you know, across her, her throat. Um, Jared tries to save her by putting his hands, you know, in front of her, but there's no way in hell. She's almost decapitated Jill. There's just blood everywhere. Um, but before that happens, you know, Jill does wake up and sees Kristen, who's been crystallized um, on the wall. She's got been covered in um, this, this, you know, stuff that, that Casey's vomiting out. So she's basically super glued to a wall. So, you know, that's how she screams and that's, of course, how, you know, Casey attacks her. So as the fight is going on, although Jared is able to kill Casey, he is seriously injured by a sting. So as they're, they're, as they're you know, beating the shit out of each other, um, Casey jumps on his back and is trying to, you know, rip him apart and he throws her off and, uh, I think punches her a couple of times to knock her down and then basically walks over to her head and, you know, as if, if anyone's, you know, squashed a bug, which we all have, you know, if it's not dead, you, you step on it, you know, one or two times, you know, even two or three times, he crushes, um, Casey's head, basically makes her into, like, you know, destroys a watermelon, her, her head becomes like this, you know, completely compressed watermelon um and just you, you can see that she's dead but before she she's killed she stings um jared on the side of, of his body and you can see that it's a, it's a pretty good sting i mean he's he's been hit you know a couple of times and that's when he when he's stung he basically says fuck you bitch and goes over and steps on her head and just and just kills her um 
He drags himself back to his apartment and tries to make an emergency call to 911, but he fails because the sting, like anything, if we've been stung by anything, it uh, slows down your metabolism and it starts, you know, starts to send you into sleep. And I'm guessing this, this insect, when you're stung by this insect, you can be put to sleep, you know, and so he starts to drift in and out of consciousness. And unfortunately, you know, he does fall into unconsciousness and, you know, you think, ah, oh, shit, you know, because he dies, he dies nine, one, and you can see him, his hand starting to shake and he is, the thing just slides out of his hand. So we really think that, oh, okay, well, in this situation, he's dead, you know, he's been killed. A week later, the entire house is quarantined. When they say the entire house, the entire building almost is quarantined. And I would not want to be living next to Casey's apartment. I wouldn't want to be living next to Jared's apartment because what, what happens in there is just vile. But they um, they have like a CDC quarantine situation that comes out. The police are there and they're going through in hazmat suits because of what's going on. They go into Casey's apartment first and they, they see you know Casey's dead body. They can't even identify Casey because her head's been crushed. And they see um, her friend that's up on the wall, super glued. Um, and she's got, you know, no bottom torso there. Obviously, you know, Casey's been feeding on her. They go into the bathroom and they find the decomposing remains of Kate, of um, Jared's mother. So they have to obviously drag, you know, her body out and they put him into body bags and things like that. So the police raid the house and find the bodies of Mrs. Kennedy, Jill and Kristen in Casey's apartment. In Jared's apartment, they find a seriously injured and already mutated Jared in a kind of cocoon. So as they go through, um, it's almost like a spider web that's that's coming around him. So obviously, as you're mutating, you've got the ability to start, you know, cocooning yourself for the for what's going to happen. You're going to give birth to to these insects. Now I thought that it was just the females. They could give birth, but obviously in this scene, no, it's actually the males, men as well. So when he was stung, um, that was the beginning of his mutation, that he was going to be a host for this um, this insect and this creature. So when they want to go to want to help him, uh, you know, Jared's saying, no, 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 don't come near me, you know, basically get the fuck away from me. And as they're, they're cutting through the, the vines of this mutated uh, goop that's all over the place his stomach breaks open and all these eggs start falling out along with already hatched um, insects that's flying all over the, the place and they're starting to attack you know the people in the hazmat suits the police the uh, paramedics that are there to help him and he's, he basically just falls apart because obviously while he's been laying there and he's been mutating and crystallizing and becoming a host for this they've been feeding on his body so as he as he moves, his body breaks apart. Blood's flowing everywhere, and as I said, all these eggs are falling out, and all these insects are flying out. So they're all, you know, they're they're saying we've got to, you know, quarantine quarantine this area as well. And they're swatting all these bugs away, and the bugs are flying all over the place. So then we cut to the end of the film, and we see two female joggers, and they're they're just running alongside of each other, and um, you know, one of them says, well, you know, when we go away, you know, when we're going to go, you know, they're, they're going away somewhere to a vacation, you know, just be careful because, you know, you can get bitten by stuff or you can get, you know, stomach, you know, problems and things like that. And the other girl goes, I just, I don't, I don't care, you know, what happens. I just want to go and relax. I've got a week vacation. I want to go and relax. And then you hear this buzzing because they're, they're going to go to the Costa Rica. You hear this buzzing sound and she swats this thing on, on her leg 
and pulls her hand off and there's this insect that's been squashed on her on her leg but there's just this ooze and crap and fucking shit that's coming off her hand and the other jogger's like oh oh yeah it's just a bug are you okay and the jogger just looks at her and goes oh no it's okay it's just a little bite and then the word bite comes on the the screen and that's the end of the movie it fades to black and we get all the the credits basically it's saying that these bugs have been released into the atmosphere into the surrounding environment and anyone that's going to get bitten by these fucking little bugs you are going to mutate into so it's basically a, a, a continuous chain reaction it's never going to stop you can't kill these things and even if you do and it's bitten by and is they've bitten someone else it's going to be a continuous process of someone's going to be mutating so you know it's going to just continue uh, and it just yeah it just it won't ever stop so that being said the the film was received mixed reviews negative reviews from critics you know a lot of people said that yeah you know the beginning of the film and the character development in particular were criticized with the relationships and the acting being described as inconvincing or unconvincing and generic to the point of being parodic you know um i can't say that there was a great deal of things i would say about this movie it was good it's not a movie that i would say um that i would revisit you know every year i mean i haven't seen this movie in two years and i've got it downloaded on my hard drive so i can see it whenever i want but in, in my horror collection i tend to just speed past it you know I, i'd much rather go to you know some something else it's not the fact that i don't like the the gore and the guts and the blood and the horror of it but the sets they don't really deviate off of casey's apartment there's really nowhere else to go for this movie is other than casey's apartment it's very centralized it doesn't go outside really to anybody else's i mean you see an instant of jared's apartment you see a, you know a, a restaurant where casey first meets up with her friend saying i can't be pregnant but you know we all know that casey is pregnant because she's going to be offspringing all these insects and they're inside of her body but really the whole movie just takes place inside of casey's apartment the acting yeah i mean there were t there were parts of the movie i mean look it's, look it's like every you know found footage you get found footage integrating with the regular story so they try and show you what you know was being recorded uh, during her time you know in costa rica but really the mutating from the time she gets back to the time that she dies and the time at the end of the movie is really only over the space of a week there's really no concept of what the, the marriage is going to be whether we're going to get married or whether we're not i mean casey is having to deal with the mutation of her body but <clears throat> that being said i wouldn't really race off and say that i'd watch this you know next time I mean, when i when i put a review up of saying you know zero to five buckets of blood zero being can i get the last two hours of my life back to five i'd watch it immediately i'd give it maybe a a two and a half it was it was okay if you like blood guts and gore and for gore's sake this is the movie for you and i've always said you know i love blood guts and gore it is an absolute favorite of mine um if it's in context and it works in this regard it does work you know her mutating into this really horrible creature um you know the hair falls out and she just becomes you know just aggression for aggression's sake but if if i, if I, I mean as, as i said i had to search for this movie 
I thought it was coming on to the cinema. I was wrong. It bypassed the cinema straight onto DVD. When I went to find it, I went into a local store that, that I go to quite regularly, um, and it was the only copy there. You know, and, and the critics, I guess, in a lot of regard, were right. It didn't have a huge amount of storyline to it. It was basically, as I said, just revolves around Casey, her apartment, and her um, mutating into this creature. But it was it was fun for fun's sake. It's past you know two hours of my life. It wasn't the fact that I wanted to get this the, my two hours back. It was it was enjoyable, but it wouldn't be something that I'd actually race off and watch tomorrow. It'll be something I might revisit in another year and a half, two years time. So that being said, you know I, I I'm I'm happy to to recommend this movie for anyone that wants to see it. Um, but don't expect a whole lot out of this movie. It was just, it was, it was good, you know, so, but anyway, saying that, you know, thanks for listening to the Horror Crypt podcast. Um, if you want to leave a, a like on the platform that you're listening to, that would be wonderful to hear. Um, it would be really nice to see some great reviews. You can always, as I said, uh, email me directly. I'll get back to you for sure. Um, Facebook and Instagram at Horror Crypt Oz, you know, please, you know, follow me there. Um, I review a whole lot of movies. My next movie that I'm actually reviewing, because it's my birthday coming up, I'm uh, next week. So I'm actually going to re- review for my birthday, I should say, sorry, is the uh, the most awesome movie that I th- think in the 80s, Return of the Living Dead. And that's one of my all-time favorites. The music is great. The the little you know, bits of the movie is great. So that's the next one that I'm actually going to be reviewing. So in saying that, thank you very much. Uh, you know, keep as I said, keep the closet lights on. Always look under the bed, and I will definitely save a spot for you here in the crypt. And I'll creep you later. Thanks for listening to the Crypt Horror Podcast. Join us next time as we dive into the world of horror movies. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until we meet again, remember keep the closet light on and always look under the bed.